It was a penis. I feel vindicated. Eris O'Reilly. Hi guys, welcome back to Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast. I'm your head janitor, Z. And I'm your assistant janitor, Laura. And I'm apparently the untamed intern, Eris. <laughs> We're going to discuss our favorite and our least favorite episodes of season six. So who, who wants to open? Anybody just dying to right out the gate? I feel like my favorite episode is probably the most uh, accurate on-brand thing <laughs> for me personally. It was absolutely the 13th step. Bitch! I'm like, psychopaths in love! I'm like, look at that! This murderous honeymoon! You get that! Yeah, let's go! They are so so compelling together. Like, those actors were chef's kiss. Yeah! Oh, I I loved so much about that episode. And, like, I also, like, felt really bad for them, even though I was like, they're definitely murdering people. But, like, but I'm like, oh, but they, so, if they had just had the help, they, ah! Anyway. I was, like, really rehashing the conversation that the um the random uh uh alcoholics anonymous guy was giving the the dude because i remember these names of course i do where it was just sort of like yeah sometimes you have to admit it's your fault be like it was my fault i got molested and i was like rehashing that for three days i was like i was like okay if it was me this is how i would have phrased it because it's like okay it's not your fault you know, but like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought about that episode for a very long time after. Yeah. As soon as this one opened, I was like, oh, I know this episode is, 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 is one of, one of the, the best ones of the season. I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, it's also the beginning to the Ian Doyle, Emily Prentice exit mm-hmm. arc. Yeah. So it's the first time that we get to mm-hmm. get to hear about, about Ian Doyle. It's really interesting shot too, because like mm-hmm. some of it is like, through, like, the haze and, like, the really, like, saturated colors and stuff like that. And some of it's just straight-up cell phone footage, which I yeah. thought was really interesting. Because, like, that, yeah, it was it was almost a, like, a home movie, kind of, of, like, this is what their lives were like. Yeah. I believe that's the first episode that that director has done for uh, Criminal Minds. Okay. Um, Doug Aronofsky or Aaron Kaikowski. I can't remember how to say his name. But yeah, that was the first episode. That, and then he went on to direct another episode or two in the same season. But yeah, he's he's new to the to the Criminal Minds um, production. Mm-hmm. Um, any other favorites? Or was that one just like your one like best one? I mean, there, there were so many that I really liked. There were some that I screamed at, but like kind of in a good way. Basically the entire <laughs> Emily arc. I, like my entire, you can tell when the Emily arc starts because all of my nights goes, Emily, girl, Emily, tell someone, Emily, come back. <laughs> 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 I'm like just screaming. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that is the one that stood out far and above the rest of them. I was just like, ah. I liked Reflections of Desire, and I think, again, because it's, like, community theater people, which is also very on brand. Um, episode 8. Yes. Um, oh, yes, The Bastard of the Starlet. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. That, that is a good one. That is uh, I, um, very, uh, the guy in the hotel with his mom. Oh, the Psycho. Yes, Psycho. Psycho movie, yeah, yes. Norman Bates. Norman Bates, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, I was kind of going like, oh, this is a Norman Bates situation. I was like, eh, I'm just going to yeah. let it play. I'm, I'm like, even though I knew that's probably what they were doing, I'm like, this is fun. Just take me on the ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fairy tale now. I thought, I thought it was an interesting, like, noir take on it because yeah. <clears throat> because Psycho is, like, black and white. Yes. Um, 1950s, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know, it added a little... A little something, something to the to the episode. I felt like, yeah. yeah. No, I th- I thought it was very good, especially because like that was how he was living too. Mm-hmm. Like he lived in that weird golden age of Hollywood kind of uh, fantasy life. 
Um, I did not like supply and demand. Huh. Okay. Eh. Explain. I really thought it was okay. Yeah. Like it, it could have been executed better. I just feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of the whole, like, stop human trafficking, which granted, okay, human trafficking real bad, but the vast majority of human trafficking is also agrarian tra- tracking that America does when they bring people to grow our food. Mm. It's, it's frequently a dog whistle to, to not talk about, like, how sex workers need rights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like, oh, you've just been trafficked, so I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Like, mm. a lot of people use it to be like, oh, shut up, little victim. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, actually, it's because we don't have a fucking minimum wage anymore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I get, I, like, that's a pet peeve of mine. So anytime they're like, oh, my God, slavery. Tee-hee. I'm just like, <laughs> listen, that is a big issue. This is absolutely not what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like the very end of that episode, however, when... Uh, JJ shows up being all like yes. basic instinct. I'm going to cross my legs and oh, yeah. stare at you and be like, I'm coming back. Yes. I mean, full on <laughs> speaks at a headline. Yeah, I do like that. But yeah, the, the, the conceit of the episode overall, I'm like, it was interesting, but I was just kind of like, oh, we're going with, with this. Okay, cool. Yeah, I rated that one uh, four stars. I felt like that one was really well done. The only thing is, is they don't deliver a profile. Um, there's not really a signature. I felt, I felt like as far as a criminal minds episode goes, it was a little lacking, but Mm -hmm. in general, as far as like a, um, like a procedural show, I feel like it, I feel like it was done pretty well. Mm -hmm. But they use their profiling skills to determine that that girl is not who she says she is at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, Rossi's like, oh, little girl who's in trouble, let me get you home. And she's like, I'm tired of being strapped down. Strapped down? That wasn't part of the profile. Like, instant alarm bells go off in their heads. I I like that um, when Derek was getting his ass beat by the enforcer (laughs) that Rossi was, yeah, the Rossi, like, had his back. And then in the end, in the end when... uh, when Rossi is like almost shot by that chick, Derek's yeah. all like, "I got your back, bro." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can really beat up good. little girls. I can't beat up the big guy, but I got the little girl. That's <laughs> like, my niche. Right? <laughs> in, the, in the end of that episode, Reed says, "What happened to you?" And Morgan's like, "Guy was big." And Reed's like, "You should start working out." That <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like these are all they were all really good episodes, but like. It's criminal minds. They're all good. Yeah. I feel like I, I definitely felt like this was. Um, not weaker than season three, but I feel like it is one of their weaker seasons. I agree with that. I mm-hmm. had a harder time picking out some favorites. Mm-hmm. And I'm look as I'm looking at my list right now, I'm realizing that all of the favorite ones are like children centric, hmm. which is weird. So I don't know where my headspace was on all of those. How did you rate Coda? That was probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay, so I really love the show Alias, like a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And the main character on there is Sydney Bristow. And Emily has gone full Sydney Bristow yeah. in this episode. So it starts out and I'm like, she's like spy girl. And I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, having the autistic boy, like, who's playing the piano, his mm-hmm. dad, I think, got shot first. And like, yeah. like the whole thing was like tragic, but also I think it, it let read kind of shine in a new yes. way too like in how he's relating and he how wa- he's figuring things out with the boy yes yeah so like that was yeah no that one was really good um another one that i really liked was into the woods 
Is that the Appalachian Trail one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about the boys who went missing years ago and turns up dead. And then, like, the dad who also lost a son has been hounding them. So, like, right. but he was legitimately just concerned and, like, legitimately yeah. just didn't want this to happen to anybody else. He's yeah. like, we need to get this guy. I'm not here because I'm the unsub. I'm here because yeah. I want really do want to help. So there was something about that whole episode that, like, really clicked, um, I thought worked really well. And then the other one that I really liked was Safe Haven. With the teenager who yeah. was getting invited into homes and mm-hmm. then, like, killing the whole family. Yeah. I think it's mostly because I think, is it Kira Sedgwick? Is she the guest star in that one? That's Kevin Bacon's wife. I don't think, think she's in that episode. Somebody who looks like her. Who's the lady? I forget. Anyways, so that lady, she is... Like, she's, like, he's victimizing her family. Like, she's taken him in, and he's, like, doing bad things. But, like, she is still relating to him as, like, Mm -hmm. you're a kid, and you've been hurt. And I don't hate you. And I'm, like, here to help you if you will let me do that. And he's, like, not believing her because... right. He has some legitimate beef with his own mother. Yeah. Um, no wheel. No wheel. <laughs> but, like, there's a whole lot of things going on here, and I really do, and I think she lives at the end, right? Like, he's, yes. he hurts her, but she still survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I liked I liked that. I did, I did like the, the twist on that one, because, like, right as they're like, it's got to be someone that, like, they would trust, that you would, like, on site, like, to let them right. in the house. And they have, like, the priest who came up. I was like, oh, of course it's a priest. And, it's yeah. like, and then it's, like, literally like, priest no, Hannibal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it literally is priest Hannibal. And I was just like, that was a good fake out. Because, like, they named him Hannibal. They We know that they've done Silence of the Lambs references before, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, that's. That's a good fake out, guys. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, there's... I like this moment. It, it, it's not, I didn't like the whole episode, but there's this moment in The Longest Night, like episode one, mm. where they have JJ doing the emergency <gasps> yeah. broadcast. And basically she's healing the inner child of everyone in Los Angeles in that moment. Yeah. Like talking yeah. to them and being like, hi, I'm here to be your good FBI mom. Yeah. <laughs> Let me heal you. And I was just like, the whole time, I'm like, this is so sweet. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're trying to catch killer, but, you know, here she yeah. was being yeah. all, like, she did therapist job. for L.A. <laughs> yeah. She's that, the communication liaison. That's what she's good at. She she did it. I feel like The Longest Night is a really, really good episode. I rated it five stars. I like mm. it better than it's... Than the first. Than the, the first part. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I feel like it had a lot of really good lines, like uh, the Prince of Darkness says, the question is, why... The question isn't, why do I kill people? The question is, why don't I kill everyone? Mm. And then, like, Hotch and JJ's dynamic, where she's like, I'm not a hostage negotiator. And he's like, I'm sorry, but you are today. Mm-hmm. And then she's all like, are you going to be there? And he's like, I'll be listening. And then, mm-hmm. like, that dynamic, I feel like, is very interesting, especially considering that she leaves afterwards. Yeah. And this is one of the jumping off points where it's like, she was good in this yes. episode. Well, and the, the Pentagon has an eye on her yeah. for a reason. This is true. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Something with that, though, is, like, I noticed, like, Hotch's, like, kind of no-nonsense approach to management is, like, mm-hmm. showing in this episode. Because, yes, he tells, because I, I wrote down, there's part of that where he tells, she's like, what if I screw it up? And he's like, you won't. Yeah. Like, it was just that simple. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, another one he tells, um, uh, Morgan, I forget what happened. Morgan was mad at Garcia or something happened with Garcia. And then, but Hotch tells Morgan, I'm like, she always gets the job done. 
Yeah. Like, don't yeah, have it's her. Because She'll it's get be- it done. It's because she's like, she does one of her little, like, speak and be heard or mm-hmm. whatever. And he's like, no, listen, I need you to do this. Oh, that's right. Because Morgan's all on edge this episode mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. Because he, yeah. because he promised Spicer that nothing would yes. happen to Ellie. Yes. Speaking of, Ellie's wigs, terrible. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Terrible. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But, yes, no, I was very, I, I appreciated the Hotches, like, like, even even he feels a little silly about Garcia's stuff a lot of the time, right. but, like, he acknowledges, like, she gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, yeah. she'll she'll do it, Derek. She's not going to let you down. Yeah. Tim, Tim Curry made such a good unsub. Really in the In the end, when he's, like, sitting there crying and he's talking to Derek and he's, like, like he's, like, Do you think my mom wanted it? Mm-hmm. Do you think I'll see her again? I was, like, man, <laughs> I feel for you so hard. Like, yeah. I don't, but I do. Right. So. You, you see a side of him, I think, in this, because he's also, like... It's he's like it's he's grooming this little girl to be like him in a way. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's almost like, oh, we're just gonna be this little family killing family. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. But she's just not having it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we um are right up on our commercial break. Do you guys have anything super pressing about that episode that you want to talk about before we dip out for a second? Mm-hmm. I want Penelope and Morgan to get together. <laughs> They're not gonna. <laughs> don't dash my shit. <laughs> I see. I don't want them to. I, I don't I either. I love what they've got mm-hmm. and the fact that it's just this like honest love between the two of them. Because when either of them say it to each other, they mean it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I love you. And she's like, see, this is why I love you. Like, it's very like. Need them to kiss. Pure <laughs> and, no, no, no. It's pure and innocent and I need it to just. It doesn't have to be innocent. He will. But it's 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 almost like they're in a relationship because he will come and save her any chance he gets. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're unique. yeah, not even yeah, not even they're a, they're they are it's it's like Morgan and Penelope. Yeah, Morgan, yeah. I the last name and first name. Okay, this is Derek and Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan and, and Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Nope. All right, let's go to our commercial. Commercial. It's Reedsplaining with Laura. Yay! Have you ever been eating something and stared at the package and seen a bunch of colored dots on it? Why, yes, Laura, I have. Oh my gosh, so have I! (laughs) In fact, I was eating something the other day and I was looking at these colored dots and I was like, what are these colored dots there for? So, turns out, those colored dots are there as a, uh, for the printing, um, to make sure that the colors are coming out of the printer correctly and on brand for whatever it is that you're eating next time you're eating something just look at your package those dots are there it's like on Mm -hmm. almost everything um but it's just there to make sure that the printers are printing things correctly and in the correct shades and so that way like you know the m&ms that are printed over here is like the package is the same color yellow as the m&m packages that are printed over here Mm -hmm. okay so that was Reed's Planning. That oh. was Reed's Planning with Laura. If you enjoy this show, you might also enjoy our other shows on PartyApocalypse.com as the myth turns the fourth wall and friendables in their entirety. You can also stream new episodes of Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna Kenzie and producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. <laughs> and The Holiday is Broken, also with producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. <laughs> Back to the episode! <laughs> okay, so we talked about favorites. Did we? Did you talk about least favorite? No, I don't think I did. All right, let's hear it. Ooh, Least favorite. Um, I don't think about it that hard. Do you need a second? Yes, I do. Okay, Would you I'll, like to go on? I, I sure <laughs> should will. Um, I rated The Longest Night and JJ and Lauren the highest. I rated them all five stars. 
Um, one of my favorite things about JJ, which is episode two, the one where the, the two men are arrested for kidnapping and the possible murder of the, yeah. the girl. Um, and then it, she's like found on the buoy in the ocean. Yeah. <clears throat> what I really like about that episode is that it's based off of the Natalie Holloway disappearance in 2005. And it just, the suspense that they have and the way that they interact with the two and like how the whole time you think it's the blonde guy that's like the leader of it and then it's it's not. And I feel like that one was just done really well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At the end when JJ and Hotch are like saying goodbye, JJ uh, and Hotch shake hands and it's like Hotch's version of a hug. And I was like, (gasps) he loves you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and Spencer's like in denial at the end about her leaving and, yes. and Spencer took a hard hit this season because he, really he lost did. JJ, he lost Emily, yeah. like he's got the headaches, like that poor bitch. Yeah. That reminded me what my least favorite episode is. But oh yeah. Yes, please continue. Um, I really like Remembrance <laughs> of Things Past, which is the butcher in his 70s with Alzheimer's. Yeah. That one is one that always, I always remember every time I... God, Rossi fucking loves being melodramatic. Yeah, remember, he does. Because I remember, like, there were several times where he was just, like, he was full, like, CSI Miami, like, taking off his sunglasses and be like, delivering a pun. Yeah. I was like, and he goes full crazy cop, like, later mm-hmm. in the season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, I forget which episode that was. Oh, uh, Out of the Light, um, with the girls being tortured, she escaped, but, like, fell off a cliff and died. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, they've got the, the, what is it, the principal mm-hmm. in the, in the, or no, 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 no the, the, the photography teacher. teacher yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've got him in custody and Rossi is like full on crazy cop. Like, yeah. it's a switch. Yeah. I'm like, dude. That's <laughs> he, the, that's the one enjoying it. where you were saying that, um, you didn't think guns worked that way in water. Yes, yes. I, I had to yeah. write, I was like, do guns really work underwater? Because... They don't. We, we hashed this out before the episode, <laughs> yes, but I'll, yes. I'll relay for the for the listeners. Guns don't work underwater that well, um, because there's a spark that's required to, mm-hmm. to hit the... to shoot the bullet. They don't travel very far underwater. So, mm-hmm. like, he wouldn't have been able from the back of the car to shoot through the back windshield, or the back mi- window through the seat, into the guy's head. Like, yeah. that just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened that way. But it's good for TV. <laughs> yeah. And that's also the one where they, like, they they do the fake out in the beginning mm-hmm. where Morgan's like, don't you die on me! Yeah. And you're like, who else is dying? Yeah. <laughs> Criminal Minds is not afraid to, like, kill off characters or to get rid of people, and mm-hmm. But, like, hard. Derek goes from, like, zero to 60 so fast in some cases. Some cases he's just like... Hello, I'm professional mm-hmm. Agent Morgan, and I'm here to do things. Other episodes, it's like, I am super involved now, and yeah. your life or death is in my hands. It's because he's yeah. a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so, like, like, no, because I, I did mean, his natal chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he's like, he doesn't quite pack fun with anything, but man, it's real close. Like, as soon as he does, he's just like, he's ride or die immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode 12, Corazon. <gasps> what? I hate a voodoo episode, and I can't tell mm. you why. No, I can tell you sort of why. Why did I say that? Um, it feels, every time a crime show airs a voodoo episode, it's always exactly the same. It's yeah. like, like there are real motives and real murders happening around, but they, like, mystify it. Mm, but, like, yeah. let's throw in voodoo and chicken throats being cut. And I'm like, okay, fine, but, like, you're not really telling me anything about right. voodoo. I don't know how stereotypical you're being or, like, what's really happening. Right. It's just... 
it feels like they're trying to, they always, not just Criminal Minds, every show, yes. tries to make voodoo this, like, big mystical thing. Yeah. And then they just juxtapose it with, like, Reed getting headaches and, like, yeah. all of this. And he's like, so I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. It was, it the whole episode kind of felt very like weird. for I all the it's one of my favorites. I think I I really like it because well one it's the beginning of Reed's headache arc right um but two I I felt like they did a pretty good job about it because even though it's it is like a closed I I don't know for sure it's closed it seems like it would be a closed practice mm-hmm. it they do they do they are like hey like this is bastardized they're misusing this like this is not at all what yeah. they're claiming it is i feel like they did a really good job with that better than they did the one episode with the um the young boys that have to pick their own wives mm, yeah, oh yeah. yeah where um they're like romani mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like they did better with corazon than they did with that episode they also <laughs> quoted helen keller again at the yeah, end of corazon they, they've done that like four they or five times need to stop that yeah. but i know it's gonna keep happening <laughs> yeah i so i liked corazon but like i do get what you mean because like every procedural cop show does a voodoo episode all the time mm-hmm. they, they, yeah. they can't mm-hmm. help themselves yeah helps. And I will say I do like this particular iteration of it mm-hmm. because it turns out that the bad guy just wanted to like sell his book. Yeah. Which I thought was like really fucking funny. Yeah. Like that that's so good. That's that is the voodoo episode in itself. Like he did his own voodoo episode <laughs> in the yeah. Anyway. The the magical part of it a little bit, I was just like, listen, Reed, you motherfucker, you just described trans possession. Why can't you do that with yourself? Like maybe the reason you're getting headaches is because you're fucked stressed about this and now you're worried about it as someone who gets headaches when they're anxious <laughs> i'm like read you of all people should understand like it's fine like if you have to do a weird life hack to get your your body to realize that it can unclench then just do the weird life hack okay like <laughs> it's okay i'm fine <laughs> there's there's a exchange that reed and hotch have in that episode where reed's like i pretended to have a headache to distract him and hotch is like pretended and reed's like yeah I pretended <laughs> <laughs> don't put me up dad <laughs> i it's really funny like i Whenever I have shit going on, I'm very like, no, there's nothing going on. I'm fine. <laughs> right. Um, and I feel like I identify with Reed in a lot of mm. ways where like, I'm, I feel like a baby until I'm injured. And then I'm like, I am not baby. I am thinking. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, no. There's something about like the, I'm really hurting right now. And so I'm just literally hanging on to whatever I can. And as soon as somebody gives me one ounce of sympathy, I will literally break apart. Mm. So I have to make sure that nobody shows me sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm fine. Don't talk to me. I also don't like episode 15. Today I do with a female killer. Okay. Who's okay. Like, Listen. Mediocre at best. Yeah. I, ooh, I have some bones to pick and it has nothing to do with the episode and everything to do with my personal life. I think one of my least favorite episodes was Devil's Night. Just because it's basic. It was. Yeah. Just, However, I would like to to say that this episode, there were bits of this episode that made me very happy just mm-hmm. because I'm a nerd. Um, again, I love the show Alias. Uh, Carl Lumley was a guest star in this episode, and that man is a phenomenal actor. So anytime he shows up, I'm very excited to see him. Is he the guy that played the, the FBI agent Miss Congeniality? Uh... No. He's no. not the the police. No, police. He was he was like the the dad of the 
girl in this episode. Oh, J-Mo. The, so. the, restu- the restaurant? I think guy? so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, Ernie Hudson is in this episode as the, pol- uh, the uh, not the police chief, the fire chief. Mm. And Ernie Hudson was in Ghostbusters. And so let me tell you, the exterior shot that they show when they go visit the fire station mm-hmm. looks like the set of Ghostbusters. And you go in there and Ernie Hudson then says, we're going to bust him this year. Cracked mm-hmm. me up. I rewound so I could show Mac that. <laughs> That was a joke just for Laura. <laughs> Fan service in this episode made me happy. That's mm-hmm. the part I liked. Also, this is also the episode where Rossi tells Reed, I don't want to know. And Reed goes, oh, yes, you do. And then proceeds to tell him whatever <laughs> he was going to tell him. Uh-huh. Like, Reed's like, no, what I have to say is interesting and you will listen to me. Yeah. If I just great. say yes, the plot episodes. of this whole show, the, that episode was very mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's also the the another time that um, Hotch gets blown up. Yeah, I wrote literally first note: Reed's hair is getting weirder. Second note: Hotch gets blown up again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I did. I don't know. I don't remember writing this. I wrote something kind of profound, kind of not profound. the The world made him a monster, and so the trauma did the rest. <laughs> With <laughs> yeah, like yeah. as an explanation of the. And yeah, that was like all I wrote about that episode, so. Yeah, it's an okay episode. Mm-hmm. It's the episode where Jack is supposed to be, I think he's supposed to be Spider-Man. And he comes yeah. out, he's in a suit, and yeah. um, Hotch he's is like, he's he's like, like, I'm Hotch, I'm, yeah. your, I'm the dad. He's no. like, I'm you, daddy. Like, oh, yes you are. Yeah. You're so cute. Here, let me kick you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my other least favorite was Sense Memory, which is, yeah. um, again, not like a... I rated it a three. Okay, the way that my rating goes is a one star, which I have never given an episode so far, is Shame on the Riders. Two stars was this was probably a waste of time, but you didn't hear that from me. Three stars is this is an episode from my favorite show. Four stars is Smug Grin, I watch Criminal Minds. And five stars is if my life flashed before my eyes, this episode would probably be there. And I rated it a three, but I was really leaning toward a two just because... It was pretty unremarkable. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, my That's boy... the one where the, the guy was abducting women based on their smell, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the taxi driver. I don't driver. think he had a real name. I don't even think we got his name. Let me see. I feel like that was... I feel like I do remember being like, hey, <laughs> did he have a name? And you were like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't think he did. He didn't. He didn't have a name. Never once did they mention it. And I looked it up and he's uncredited. He does Or not uncredited, <laughs> but he doesn't have a name on the... His name is like taxi cab driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they never named him. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Which, this almost happened one other time. I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was season two where they have the guy that's um, drugging the envelopes with rohypnol and LSD or whatever. No, right. they do and name they, him. I they name him one time. They, they, no, they name him one time and it's 32 minutes into the episode because I remember talking about this <laughs> and being like, they only say his first name and it's a nickname. It's not even his whole name because I had to look it up afterwards. Okay, because I just watched it and they were like, no, his name was Eric Dempsey. Mm, that's not the right episode because his name's like Phil or something. Okay. <laughs> I'll look at I'll look Eric, at, but his childhood nickname was. Phil. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look it up on uh, in our break or whatever. But yeah, before our next because because I, I remember you asking me about it and then I just happened to come across that one. And I was like, I oh yeah, I'm yeah, gonna pay attention. You're you are rewatching them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just watched that one last night. But no, this is not the first time that they've been kind of like hand wavy. Yeah. About this stuff. I'll pop back over to today I do. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. for, I'll do the podcast version of it. So there was a couple things I actually really liked about it in terms of like, my God, this is fucking accurate. 
is that this was a classic kind of like abuser situation and the and the, the whatever the fuck her name was the the, the bad guy essentially mm-hmm. um was just like oh my god stop crossing my boundaries she says as she literally breaks somebody's leg <laughs> yeah. like you're crossing my boundaries hammer to ankle okay, like hey Jonah Hill right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean ooh, I just like flung ink everywhere yeah she's she's stealing a little bit from uh, Stephen King's misery exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like this is very misery like there was one part I really wanted the the chick who had been kidnapped molly i wanted her to have gotten herself out mm-hmm. mm, yeah you know that was the only thing that i was like man this would be better for her like i was yeah. full hannibal lecter like this is really better for your therapy if you got yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> no like i um I like, like i'm glad that she survived but yeah I mean, just mm. I didn't like how yeah. Rossi was yelling at the dad so much, too. Like, the victim's dad. Like I get it. I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, you're not really helping the situation here. Yeah, I would almost rather, like, yelling at the end. Like, you're <laughs> like, hey, we saved your daughter, and by the way, your daughter would have been in this mess if you had been a better father. It, it, felt, it felt too much like he was yelling at the dad just to make him feel bad for mm-hmm. everything he's done, and not enough because he was trying to, like, solve the case. Yeah. 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 I think it, there, there was a line there that I think was mm-hmm. a little crossed for me. It's episode 13, season one, Poison. Yep. The unsub is referenced as Hill 32 minutes in, and then Ed 34 minutes in. Lynn Dempsey is his assistant. Fuck! Oh, okay. No, you're right. Fuck! Okay, I yeah. keep notes! <laughs> I know you do, Dempsey! Lynn Dempsey yeah. was... Yeah, because they figured it out because it like he worked for a company that they had acquired or mm-hmm. something, and and he was like the whole like tell my sons I did something good. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you did. You created an anti aging cream, <laughs> <laughs> and then you killed a bunch of people. <laughs> Well, I think that's it for our first episode of this season. Does anybody have anything super pressing that can't wait till next time? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure we have plenty to discuss. Yeah. Oh, no, the whole next episode is going to be me ranting about Emily. So let's... We can see <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll see you next time. Bye! 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 Benjamin Franklin once said, How fast is wind? <laughs>